goes fast. Hi, I'm Chris Villarreal, and if you're listening, you are still awake. Well, that's the name of this podcast anyway, Still Awake, and it's uh, Monday, October 13th, 2014. Thanks for joining us. This is Season 2, Episode 1. Um, Season 1 isn't online anymore. Our first topic, the Apple event, happening on Thursday, October the 16th. So what's going to happen during this event? I think they're going to release three things. Um, maybe an iPad Air. New MacBooks. And, of course, OS X Yosemite. And what am I personally excited about? Well, let's start with the Mac... No, the iPad Air. Um, I didn't really think about this too much because I didn't use my iPad that much. There was this one period where I put my iPad down and I pick it up and the battery's dead and I turn it back on well, after charging it and the last thing I saw was things that were dated from last year. I had not used the thing in about nine months. Crazy. So, (laughs) me, excited about iPads? Well, maybe I wasn't using the iPad because it was sluggish. Yeah, that particular one is the iPad third generation. And the problem with the iPad third generation is that it was the first one with the retina display and had this really underpowered chip that couldn't handle all the pixels. So, you know, it just like, you know, stuck here and there, and, you know, things were sluggish, and scrolling was impossible, and sometimes it wouldn't respond. Uh, So I'm like, well, I need a new iPad, now that I'm actually reading books again. So my best friend, Lel, that's L-E-L, and sometimes he drops by on the podcast, well, he did several times last season, he says, well, why don't I just hand you mine, and I will get a new one. And so that's what he did. Nice one. Very nice one. Very classy. And so what will he be getting? I don't know. There's really not much you can do with the iPad Air except to give it maybe a chip upgrade and, you know, a Touch ID sensor. It's already light. It's already bright. And there's not much you can... I mean, it's already feature-packed, it's not, there's not much you can do with it, really. Or am I just like, I don't know. You know what I would really like to see on an iPad, which is like, may not be so exciting for most people, but um, for artists especially, is pressure sensitivity. It's available on other tablets, but, well, other tablets are not iPads. And when I say that, the software just isn't as good. That being said, you can't really make the darn thing much brighter. I mean, much lighter. I mean, it's fine. Huh. So, oh, that's well watching heat upstairs. So if you um hear any background noise, that's uh, De Niro saying he's going to go get Pacino. And vice versa. Okay, second thing, MacBooks, or Mac Minis, uh, Macs, yes. Well, 
That was a loud gunshot. Oh, that was a loud gunshot. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Matt? Yep, that's me. I'm yelling podcast in the middle of a crowded theater. Well, anyway, yeah, Mac Minis. Um, Mac Minis, yes. Um, there's not much that you can do to a Mac Mini besides give it a... Give it a, give it a chip upgrade and uh, send it on its way. So let's say, okay, let's let's talk about uh, MacBooks. Um, what could we do to those? Retinas displays all around. After that, touchscreens. Yes, that's controversial, don't you think? I mean, remember what Steve Jobs said about touchscreens? He was like, well, you know, you put the screen, you know, you put your hand at the screen and your wrist is in the wrong place. It's all contorted. <sighs> I know, but I still want one anyway. I mean, I guess that's the only thing I'm jealous about PCs for, is that they have touchscreens. I mean, I mean, use when used in conjunction with the uh, trackpad, it's, it's, it's like nice. And I, I don't know, it's just like, I don't know, it's natural to want to touch the screen and like, you know, actually have it do something. But I digress. I mean... Uh, touch ID on the on the MacBook itself, maybe. You know, buy things that way. You know, security. That'd be nice. That's why I don't work at Apple. I'm running out of ideas. I don't know. Maybe I could go work for Samsung because I'm running out of ideas. Well, I guess that brings us to our third thing: OS 10 Yosemite. And I'm really excited about it. Um. I don't know about you, but the idea of my phone and my iPad and my computer ringing and I can, like, pick up my call from any of those devices, send text messages from any of those, any of those devices, have everything synced up, no matter which device I'm working on, that sounds, you know, that, that sounds good. I mean, the thing is, you know, I was listening to... <laughs> Twit last week, yes, another podcast, and I mean they're they're much better at it, of course. But I was listening to them, and basically, this is maybe this is a testament to how good Twit is because I was actually listening for a whole like forty five minutes trying to, and they were trying to spin the fact that there was not much to Windows. 10. Well, well, yeah, they were talking about Windows 10, and they couldn't really say that much about it, besides the fact that the start menu was coming back. Whoopee. And I'm sitting there like, wow, these people actually sound pretty interesting, because I have been listening for a whole 45 minutes, and I did not learn a thing about Windows 10, except that the start menu is coming back. But never mind that. This isn't about Windows 10. Um, I don't know. I consider the Windows line to if it, if they weren't if they didn't have so much money, if, you know if it weren't for their legacy market share and their you know and the fact that you know they're still running Windows 7 and at most workplaces, you know they I mean. It, it, it's a too-big-to-fail operating system. Oh, well. 
Yes, back to Yosemite. What is in Yosemite? I mean, okay, there's like, you know, cosmetic changes, and we're going to skip over those. Because, you know, I mean, it looks good. Well, okay, well, let's not skip over the fact that they made the dock flat again. Uh, it's just like, it's all new. Well, no, wait a minute. That's what it looked like ten years ago. Oh, well. It, before, you know, it, you wanted to make it 3D. Now you wanted to make it look like iOS, which is like totally flat again. Never mind that. What I am really excited about is the iPhone integration. It's going to be, it's going to be a total blessing where you can like, number one, your phone can act as a speakerphone. No, I'm sorry. Your Mac can act as a speakerphone for your phone. And even if, and you can just take the call on the Mac. That, that is, you know, that, that's, that's handy. Um, you can answer SMS messages on your Mac, whether or not iMessage is in play. You know, so you can so you can so you can get all your messages, even even for people who are not like using iPhones. I mean, you need to hear from them too. You can't just ign <laughs> you can't just ignore people just because they don't have iPhone. Um. And the fact that you can, like, start a message on your mail, on on your Mac, and then have it pick up, and, and pick it up on your iPad or your iPhone, and finish the message, and then th send it off. That is very nice. That is ahead of the competition. I really like it. But uh, for travelers, now, there was this one thing that was a, you know, pain in the rear. Trying to set up a personal hotspot, so you can use your Mac over, so you can use, so you can get an internet connection to your Mac through your phone. Now there's this thing called Instant Hotspot where it's pretty much automatic. It's 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 perpetual, really. It, just as long as the phone is, just as long as the phone is there nearby, the phone will tell the computer that it is in fact there and ready to make a hotspot. All you have to do is click once, and it connects. Before, you had to go into your phone, turn on personal hotspot, connect to the Wi-Fi that was just created, etc., etc., etc. It's much simpler now. I, I, I really like that feature. You know, the handoff and the instant hotspot, and I guess what they're calling, you know, the other iPhone Mac integration features, I guess what they're calling continuity. Um... Those are great. I love them. Um, I just, I am excited. And I was so excited that I actually, like, backed up my hard drive because I only had four gigs worth of free space on it. I blanked it, put the data back, reinstalled all the apps except for Final Cut Studio 3, which I am saying goodbye to because I will never use it again because all those movies are finished. And I will never, like, you know, I'll never start a new project in Final Cut in Final Cut Studio 3 slash Final Cut Pro 7 again, because that's the past. Final Cut Pro 10 is, I think, you know, I mean, it, it is just a speed demon the way you work on it. It's the future.
and there you go. And I'm really glad that it's picking up steam. I hear that um, certain uh, departments of the BBC are starting to use it. I think that if it ever hits Top Gear, then, you know, that'll, you know, that'll be prime time. That'll, that'll be a certain, you know, that'll be a certain boost. Right now, Apple hasn't hit, like, you know, hasn't hit the sweet spot, like it, with the original Final Cut, and Walter Merch, and him direct, and him editing Cold Mountain, and, you know, you know, I mean, a major feature film, and it's, that's not, you know, they haven't done, like, you know, the big project that everybody's gonna, you know, that everybody's watched, and, um, hopefully that will happen soon. I think, I hear Fincher's Gone Girl, was an all Adobe workflow, so that might be a big boost. Yeah, competition. Yeah, things just got real. What? I'm approaching 15 minutes. You know, and I'm not as interesting as the guys on Twitch. So you know what? I'm just gonna wrap it up here. This was still awake, and I hope if you're listening to me, you are actually still awake. Um. Well. This is it. I'm Chris Villarreal, and I will see you, you know what? Well, let's say next week. Okay. Yeah, next week. Have fun. Have fun until then. See you later.